Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey, y'all. I just got back from a silent retreat. My husband and I try to go separately like twice a year, and it was amazing. It's so wonderful to just not have to make small talk and to have time to really listen um, to whatever it is God or your inner self or the universe is trying to tell you. And one of the things I've been reflecting on is this. The other day I was listening to a podcast and one of my favorite self-help authors was being interviewed about how we tend to look for evidence to support our beliefs. So think about that. We tend to look for evidence to support our beliefs, not just beliefs like church beliefs, but beliefs like my kids are going to misbehave or I look for evidence that my husband is a jerk or that he doesn't support me. And then I scrutinize his words and actions to justify my thinking. Or you look for evidence that your kids are being naughty, that they hate each other. Look for evidence that my daughter is sloppy or that my son is a control freak. I look for evidence that the workday is not going to go well. And guess what happens? I find evidence to support each and every one of these. So then I keep believing them. And then I tell myself stories about them. And then I tell other people, including podcast listeners and blog readers, about this. But what if we rewrote the story? What if my husband adores me? What if I look for evidence to support that? What if I look for evidence that he supports me wholeheartedly? What if my kids were amazing small humans learning their way in the world? And what if I looked at them as delightful beings? What if I looked for evidence that tomorrow is going to be an amazing day? Would I find evidence of these things? Yes, you bet. So I can't remember when I first heard that life gives out whatever we expect or life won't disappoint you. It'll be delivered. But at some point, um, I also heard the subconscious mind likened to Amazon. We place an order, we wait for it, and it shows up. If we place an order for, I always end up with loser boyfriends, then bam, you're going to get another loser boyfriend who shows up. If we place an order for... I just meet the nicest people or I meet the nicest patients on my schedule and then bam, they show up. They're delivered right to my schedule. This isn't to say that every bad thing that happens to us is something we dreamed up in our heads first, but I am saying that it's up to us to decide what we're going to look for in life. What we're looking for will show up. So every self-help book, including the Bible, has some rendition of this. I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who told about his daughter being terrified of snakes. 
And he said, it was uncanny how many snakes this girl sees. He said on his property, he might, get, might go an entire year without seeing a single snake. But within an hour of his daughter being there, she sees a snake. And this has happened over and over. It's not a coincidence. She's not only looking for snakes because she's terrified of them. She's putting out vibrational energy into the world. So I know y'all have probably heard of quantum physics. And who knows if it's a real thing or not. I kind of think it is, but I also don't like to spend a whole lot of time thinking about um, stuff like that because it feels so sort of microscopic and I like to live in, in real time. But what it says is every person's made up of matter. Everything is made up of matter. Matter is composed of molecules. Molecules vibrate at a certain frequency. And we can't control like the tree or our coworkers' vibrations, but we do get a say-so about our own vibrations. Another way I've heard it put is between the stimulus and the reaction, we have time to choose our response. We get to choose. Have you ever tried to avoid someone, but the more you think, oh no, don't let me run into her. Do not let me run into her. The more you happen to see her. This is another example. For years, I was convinced my birthday was like destined to be awful. And I blamed it on unmet expectations. Like, well, I just had unrealistic expectations that it was going to be a great day. But the problem was, it was not the unmet expectations that were the problem. It was my expectations that my birthday would suck. I expected it, and it didn't disappoint. I'd wake up thinking about how much I hadn't slept. I'd think, how if my family only knew me better, they would know I didn't want this pair of earrings for my birthday. And then I started realizing I had a choice. I still didn't like it, but I decided I was going to have a good birthday. I went into it determined to have a great day. And guess what? I did. I looked for the positive side of things, and I looked for the way my family made me feel special. And I, I used to think of extreme examples when people were talking about this whole expectation thing. For example, I'd look for women I know who've had one failed relationship after another, or a friend who always had money issues, or she always had drama, like she got in another car wreck, or she filed for bankruptcy, or... She got cussed out by a coworker, got fired from this job. And so it just seemed like, yeah, certain people just sort of bring that on themselves. But then this podcast that I mentioned was talking about um, getting out of life what you expect. And she reflected on her own marriage. Her parents got divorced when she was little and she suffered a lot of childhood trauma. And she said no matter how well her husband treats her, she looks for reasons that he doesn't love her. She looks for evidence that their marriage is doomed, and she finds it. This was sort of an aha moment for me. I don't look for reasons that our marriage is doomed, but I definitely look for reasons that Chase is not caring or that he's um, selfish or whatever when we're bickering. Um, and I reflected back on when we first started dating, really the first few years of our relationship. He adored me, and I adored him. And I saw evidence of this daily, and it filled me up. It made me want to show my love to him. And he looked for evidence that I loved him and saw a version of me that listened to him, that did little things like make his lunch and make his coffee. Somewhere along the way, though, we've started looking for evidence that the other one is behaving in an unloving way. Last week, I said, what if I went through a whole week where I confidently looked for all the ways I'm loved? I admit it. I was shocked when it worked. 
I noticed how Chase did his best not to snore by taping his mouth shut. (laughs) Seriously. I saw how he told me to have a great day and gave me a peck on the cheek. I saw how he washed the dishes that I left out and how he said, go take a bath. You need it. Not like I need it because I'm dirty, but you know, you need it because the kids are being kind of wild. I also had an aha. My sister-in-law was talking about this with my kids, or she was talking about this with regards to kids. And Lauren, my husband's sister, said that my husband was kind of the golden boy growing up. He could do no wrong. He was polite and helpful and teachers adored him. And she felt like she was the opposite. She was the creative one, not the one who excelled in school. She was the one they expected to be wild or misbehave or break curfew or whatever. She didn't disappoint, she said. She tried to explain how it felt to live up to everyone's expectations of her. I mean, I knew how she felt because I was the middle child and I was sort of the one who bucked the system, the risk taker, the one who jumped out of an airplane, the one who tried to get attention, the one who would do anything for a laugh. And then it hit me. I am doing the exact same thing with my kids. So I expect Ollie to be the strong-willed and feisty one. And I look for evidence that she's not on task, that she, you know, when she doesn't do her homework or she needs help with it after one problem, I just kind of sigh and I feel like that is showing her that that's what I expected out of her. And now that Eli's a teenager, I didn't realize I was constantly scrutinizing what he said and the tone of his now deepening voice. I expected him to be rude or talk back. I expect him to aggravate his sister and I expect them to fight and act like they hate each other. And when we go on trips now, I go with the full expectation that they would quote unquote ruin the trip with their bickering. But the strange thing is when the kids are around someone who doesn't expect them to misbehave like grandmothers, they behave. I was like, was, is it me? I don't think so. I think it's that their grandmas look for good behavior. They expect them to behave. They commend them when they remember to brush their teeth instead of the way I do it, which is try and catch them <laughs> for getting to brush their teeth. And then I act like it's no surprise because, of course, they forgot to brush their teeth. They always forget. Another thing I noticed was at work when I expected a bad day, I got delivered a bad day. When I expect a good day, I inevitably have a good day. It's really odd if you start watching this, how often it happens. So I got a new journal and I started, it has at the top, um, what is your intention for the day? So I started by setting an expectation for each day. And some days it's to be grateful. Some days it's to notice the little things. Some days it's to be patient. But whatever intention I set seems to magically come true. And the last thing I want to talk about is how your body will physically respond to this too. So I used to tell myself that every time we have an office meeting, I get a migraine. And sure, it was probably true a few times, but I don't think it was necessarily just those Thursdays. I probably had a migraine so often that I just thought it was the case. Um, The other day, we I thought we had an office meeting and... I found myself thinking as I was packing my lunch, yeah, I better drink extra coffee today. I'm probably going to get a migraine. And then around lunchtime, I realized we didn't have an office meeting. And I was like, oh, wow, really? And then within a couple of hours, the headache that I'd already gotten went away on its own, which never happens without doing something about it. So anyway, that was 
Coincidence or not? Not sure. What do y'all think? So think of some problem that you have. Okay, try this, y'all. Think of some problem you have. So what has been irking you lately? What has been getting under your skin or really stressing you out or worrying you? It could be something big like my spouse and I fight all the time. Or it could be something like my neighbor and I don't get along and it's creating stress. So write out your belief about that thing. So, for example, you might write, um, I fight with my spouse all the time. I don't like him anymore. It's not true. I'm just giving an example. Um, Or you might write, my neighbor is so selfish and... And this is not the case either. I love my neighbors. Um, Or my kid is doing awful in math and he's probably going to fail next year. And now ask yourself, are these true? Just use one statement at a time. Is this true? And then you probably say, yes, it's true because I wouldn't have written it if it wasn't true. And then you ask yourself, is it absolutely true? Like absolutely 100% true. And now if you stop and reflect, you probably think, Well, not really, I guess. Okay, so now you flip it around. And this is some of Byron Katie's work, too, if you've ever read Loving What Is. Um, But anyway, we're going to use this in this example. So you flip it around. So you say, my spouse and I get along. We try hard and we have a strong marriage. So these are your new vibrations. This is your new expectation that you're sending out into the world. Or you may say, my child is um, just fine. We're going to work together to help him catch up in math. This is going to be your mantra for the next month. So you write it on sticky notes. You write it in lipstick on your mirror, whatever you need to do. Put it on your cell phone as a reminder to pop up three times a day. And so if you've created a mantra like this, This is going to be what you're sending out into the world. So, for example, if you said that your child is going to be working as hard as he can can in math and you're going to help him, then you're going to look for evidence that they're trying hard. If you, if I, for me with Ollie, you know, I said I kind of look for evidence that she's feisty and strong-willed, I decided to flip it around and My mantra is, Ollie is the coolest little girl on the planet. She's helpful, bright, and hilarious. For Eli, I look for evidence he's responsible, respectful, and a hardworking teenager. They're too long for mantras, so I shortened it to, my kids are amazing beings. My kids are amazing beings. Spending time around them fills me with joy. So mantras may start out feeling like an exaggeration, and you may feel like you're not being totally honest when you say them, but hang in there. After two weeks, you'll be surprised how your mantras change your experiences. All right, shoot me a text or email and let me know what you think. You can get my email at hope.cook at gmail.com, or you can DM me at hopethepa. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.com.